Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One, the only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Fletch fans, welcome to episode five. A very special episode. I'm Laker Jim along with my co-hosts, Big Bob and Jake. And um, this episode is special to us because it's a tribute to the music of Fletch, the soundtrack of our lives, our Fletch lives. It's, it's hard to listen to any of these songs and not just become Fletch. You're in the car, you're stalking Stanway, you're, you're on some kind of a case when you hear these songs. It, it immediately puts you into the Fletch mood. So this episode is completely a special edition um, dedicated to the music of Fletch. What we'll do is we'll start a little with the backstory. If anybody has a poster of Fletch out there, take a look at it. We'll, we'll give you a second to, to go check it out. The bottom of the poster says, composed by Tom Scott. Tom Scott was originally, a lot of people don't know that fact, but um, the movie was finished. They were handed the soundtrack and they hated it. They absolutely hated it. I mean, I can only imagine what you go through at that point. <laughs> when you hate the entire soundtrack um, from from somebody, including the theme to the movie, because during the 80s, the intro theme was a really important aspect, which doesn't really exist these days. You don't get credit intros anymore mm-hmm. in movies. Then you you almost started a movie with a full song before the movie even started. You know, so it was really important for the theme to be right. I mean, Tom Scott had a pretty good background at the time and well he was first and foremost he was a member of the blues brothers which is important to know was he really i did not know that tommy scott blues brother right here there he is um he was a founding member of the blues brothers and he was never involved in the films and i say films i should i I know i should just say film (laughs) but he was never involved in either film and yeah believe it or not he was part of the band and he left them over a salary dispute and I, th- I believe it was 1980 or so oh that's interesting right, right when they started yeah another interesting fact is that when chevy chase got his own talk show in 1993 tom scott was the band leader of his talk show and tom scott and the hollywood express now here he is chevy chase absolutely Wow, I had no idea about that. I mean, number one, we could go off on a whole tangent about that talk show. Maybe we should save that for another time. But wow, that was... I can't imagine that Fletch wasn't referenced or mentioned or, or used somewhere in that those 14 episodes. So yeah, we should probably take a deep dive into the Chevy Chase show <laughs> and try to, to pull out some Fletch, Fletch stuff. <laughs> If if the listeners at home want to hear us do an episode dedicated to the Chevy Chase show, <laughs> speak up. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there was any kind of coincidence, but I thought that was an interesting fact about Tom Scott. So either way, they go on the hunt for a new composer. Again, the movie's finished. You know, they're looking they're looking to really just to add the music. They find Harold Faltermeyer. 
who he had done Beverly Hills Cop prior. It was right in that same time frame, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was 84, yeah. maybe. Bob, fact check that. You're correct. And on, and if you're looking for uh, somebody to do the soundtrack for your 80s movie, especially yeah. if it has anything to do with uh, a detective story, Harold Faltermeyer is definitely your, your Scotch-Romanian man. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin used him in Cop Out. Yes. Yeah, and I really feel like... You know, if we would have gotten the Kevin Smith Fletch one, we would have had Harold Faltermeyer guaranteed. And I feel like because he didn't get to use him there, that um, he used him in Cop Out. Be interesting if someone out there listening to us could maybe uncover, unearth some of this lost Tom Scott Fletch soundtrack. It would be really interesting to hear it and just see. A, what it sounded like, and B, why they hated it so much. Yeah. I wonder what direction it really went in. Well, honestly, Tom Scott was more of like a Kenny G kind of saxophone guy. And I'm wondering if it was more heavy saxophone and, and, and music like that, as opposed to the electronic sound that we would hear from, from Harold Faltermeyer. But again, we will have to deep dive into that one day as well and find out. Yeah, and that makes sense. Because it was just so popular at the time. I mean, mid-80s, it was all synthesizers. and yeah. So I can see that. What Faltermeyer really made famous was a, was a type of music called synth pop, mm-hmm. which is what the Fletch theme is really categorized as. Well, and Axel F was a big hit. Yeah. The Beverly Hills Cop theme. It was a big hit. It was all over the radio. I remember when I was a kid having the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack, playing it in the boombox on the back of the bus. Everybody loved listening to it. And it was all over the radio. Yeah, that, so, that's the thing. Like soundtracks at the time, they had songs that would make the the charts. And I think it got up to number three, if I remember correctly, it got up to number three on the charts. So that's how important music soundtracks were back in the 80s. Yeah, when I think of 80s music soundtracks, you know, the, the first one that always comes to mind is Animal House with uh, the song Shout. And then, of course, Blues Brothers as well, because... The Blues Brothers soundtrack is just as important as the movie. But but yeah, the, the biggest one, I think, at the time, the year before, was the Ghostbusters song. The Ray Park, who are you going to call yeah, it? Yeah, Ray Parker song. Jr. And that, mm-hmm. that really made the, the importance of a great song for your movie that much more of, of a factor. You know, and, and, and yeah, Harold Faltermeyer did that with Beverly Hills Cop, and then he did it again with Fletch. Music videos were so important at the time, too. So when it, when it came to advertising and really promoting the movie to have a, a song that also had a music video was really important. Bob, will you check dive into the records room and see if the Fletch theme was actually released as a single? Sure. I don't know if you know, Jim, no. but I'd be curious if it was actually released as a single and whether it actually charted. That would be interesting. The Harold Faltermeyer Fletch theme. Sure. It's going to take me a few minutes. I will get right back to you on it. Now, when you, when you guys think of, Fletch music. What's the first song that comes to mind? It's probably a toss-up between the theme and bit by bit, I would say. Um the theme. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. And going back to music videos too, believe it or not, there are quite a few of the soundtrack songs that have music videos that correspond. Yeah, and thanks to YouTube, one of the songs off the soundtrack, which I didn't even know had a video actually features Chevy, which was really hard to believe. And I know, Bob, you just recently found this out as well. 
My mind was blown when I found it. Because, <laughs> I mean, listen, it, again, talking about the, uh, the importance of, of, of music videos and, and MTV, the MTV era, you know, you, when you watch the Ghostbusters video, you, you do see two Fletch alumni in that video. You get to see Chevy Chase in the actual Ray Park Ghostbusters video. Who are you going to call? You know, he turns around and says Ghostbusters. But you also see Fat Sam. You see George Went in that video as well. When you come across a movie and a song, kind of also Goonies is another one that really comes to mind with the with the Cindy Lauper two part. You know, Goonies are good enough uh, music video. That that was like watching a, a, a ten minute movie. The, the song we found there with uh, Get Out of Town. When I found mm-hmm. that, I thought, Oh my god! You know, how did I never see this? First of all, how did I never see this as a kid? Second of all, how am I only finding this now? Being a Fletch fan, it's kind of embarrassing. But yeah, it's such a cool music video scene. Chevy kind of walking around as Fletch. If you search on YouTube, search the Dan Hartman Fletch Get Out of Town. Now, listen. This soundtrack to feature a song that has the name Fletch in it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think soundtracks are quite composed this way anymore, where these songs are created for the movie. You know, I think songs just exist and they, you know, pluck them out of the air and and say, this will be good. This will be good for this scene. Or, you know, there are a few songs composed right for the movie. But I mean, you can't get more specific than calling your song Fletch (laughs) Get Out of Town. (laughs) Right. Very specific. (laughs) <laughs> now, my question is, we obviously know where that song falls in the movie. Obviously, right. we know that it's during the chase scene. Are you going to take me to jail for car theft? Why, did you steal the car? I sure did! Well, I'm not even sure that's a crime anymore. There's a lot of changes in the law. But it really adds to it. I mean, it's classic. That scene with him in the car with the car thief is just classic 80s you know, action comedy with that song. It's, it's perfect. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and maybe Bob can pull up the lyrics. I don't think the word Fletch is used in is, is Fletch ever referenced. So you, you called the song Fletch get out of town, but never once referenced Fletch in the song. You know, I've listened to the song a lot and I don't recall them actually saying Fletch and maybe at the end, you know, when the song is trailing off, there might have been a reference to Fletch, but no, usually it's just get out of town. The music video is really weird. Like, yeah. like uh, the guy it said, so <laughs> odd. Chevy. Chevy is sort of on the, like a dock somewhere, like looking for God knows what he does. A little moonwalk at one point. Chevy's on the run. And for some reason there's a crystal ball. Yeah. It's like a circus. Like he's in a Dan Hartman's like in a circus tent or something. Right. Or he he finds a little circus tent. That's on the dock. There's nothing else to it. He goes in there. Dan Hartman's in there with a crystal ball in the crystal ball. You see scenes from the movie. That's right. You know, 
you see uh, the mattress police uh, scene. You see the dogs chasing him. You see sort of all the dangerous parts of uh, Fletch in the crystal ball. And Chevy sits down and he's looking in the crystal ball. And uh, at one point, Dan Hartman almost becomes like a magician. Maybe he's trying to show Fletch his his future. And, and the soundtrack itself does not ever say the, the name Fletch. Okay. But the soundtrack does have some references to Fletch. It does. Yes. Um, uh, to a degree, depending on <laughs> depending on how much you're a Fletch fan and how much you want to believe, but you know, uh, it's talking the first lyric is "somebody wants to buy, somebody wants to sell," kind of a reference to to Stanwick approaching uh, Fletch about his idea and his plan, or the or uh, Stanwick being a drug pusher, and and that is yeah, well. big Sam. Into that too, Fat Sam. Uh, nobody wants nobody wants to tell fact from fiction, which is a reference to how much. Fletch is being lied to and how much he has to try to find out the truth. Uh, now the word is out. You're the one who's causing all the friction. And that is definitely about Fletch suddenly becoming um, a wanted man to a degree and, and the police looking for Fletch. Uh, now the heat is coming down, get out of town, get out of town. And here's the best part. Go north to Alaska or south to Rio. Right, Rio. There's, mm-hmm. there's the front. There's the Fletch reference. reference. To the book. Rio de Janeiro and back. And I like I've mentioned to you guys in the past, being from New Jersey, having Atlantic City, which is a was which is a casino town in New Jersey mentioned in this song as a 10 year old kid. That was a big deal. Like it was like a shout out to New Jersey. Well, I think that's that's for anybody, especially because I grew up in West Virginia, which is not mentioned at all so anytime anybody, <laughs> in any type of media mentions west virginia we're like oh my god people know we exist and that we're a separate yeah, state exactly. we're not western virginia we actually are a separate state yeah i think that the fact that it gets a shout out is pretty cool for it for anybody from new jersey including kevin smith who didn't make much movie but 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 going on with the lyrics um it really does continue to kind of talk about the story of fletch uh this is another great lyric coming up somebody wants you bad somebody heard a rumor and then it's got a deadly sense of humor, which is a great reference to Fletch because of his deadly sense of humor that he has. Sure. Uh, time to find a new game because time is on the run. Uh, and a man could get hurt having so much fun. And now the heat is coming down. So, again, tells the story of, of, of Fletch having to kind of deceive the chief and saying, OK, you know, you're beach and I'm out of here and I won't run the story. So, yeah, I mean, the, when you really look, dive into the lyrics, it kind of does mirror the movie pretty well. I think uh, I think that's a stretch. But <laughs> the music video at one point, I mean, he's in the tent. There's like a Nazi. There's like an old, you know, doctor. There's like a it, it's just weird people in there. At some point, Dan Hartman's arms raises the crystal starts floating. <laughs> yeah, he gets scared. Yeah. He, he runs out. But, you know, the song itself really does intensify the scene you know chevy's gotta chevy's being chased by the cops chevy's gotta get out of town gotta get you know gotta hide and not be spotted not be found so it is really the perfect song for that scene in my opinion these scenes were were an important aspect of any 80s action comedy so uh so so the song that goes along with the chase scene is is an important one for sure sure without a doubt do they play the entire song in that chase scene? Do you think? Hmm. Because I feel like when he when he pulls up and makes the the car thief raise his right hand and puts the hat on his hand, I feel like the song just ends. In fact, I know it does. Yeah. 
Congratulations, you passed the test. Uh, raise your left hand, please. My man will be right with you. It ends. It just ends. So yeah, they, they managed to get the entire song in a movie, which is yeah. pretty uh, pretty impressive. Makes me think maybe they he wrote the song knowing how much time he had for the scenes. So now the song that that Jake and I think of as soon as you hear Fletch and you think of the, the music of Fletch, the first thing that comes to mind is the theme, which is also my alarm in the morning that wakes me up every day. So uh, let's hear a little little Fletch theme by Harold Faltermeyer. the perfect music for Chevy's voiceover during Fletch. You hear that, you just see him walking down the beach in your head, you know, giving giving whatever voiceover he's cluing us in on. This song also features a very interesting music video as well. Harold Foltermeyer actually is doing some acting in this video. He's on the beach with Fletch and some like Blues Brothers type Secret Service men in black are after him. That's right. And uh, he's walking around in a trench coat and a hat. And then at a certain point, he's set up on the boardwalk. He's wearing the Magic Johnson jersey. He's wearing a Lakers hat. He's got a sports coat over it. And he's playing the, the synthesizer, right? Yeah, he's playing the synthesizer on, yeah. on the beach. And, you know, uh, on the right on the boardwalk. Actually, a pretty cool little video. And again, all these videos include clips from the movie. So you think about it. I mean, if you've got three or four songs that have music videos that are essentially commercials for the movie. That's something that doesn't exist today. And think about it. Back when these movies were released, MTV was all videos. They didn't have the programming like they have today. So this, these videos would probably play often. So again, like you said, just more promotion for the movie. During the video, Voltemeyer is like, he's, on, he's got his binoculars. He's like looking for something. He sees, you know, he sees... Fletch talking to Fat Sam and Gummy. Then he looks another direction. He sees uh, Gail Stanwyck sunbathing. You know, he sees all the different clips from the movie. And then, of course, there's a 80s dance break, uh, <laughs> including a, That's right. a woman. I keep forgetting about this video. Women, I haven't watched this one women, in a long time. Two women and a guy do a, do a dance routine. Uh, it's like a flash mob. It's an yes. 80s flash mob. It is. Yes. I'm staying silent on this because I never even knew, nor can I even find, there, I never knew there was a music oh, yeah. video for this. Every time I, uh, I I listen to the song, I just listen to it on YouTube, and it's just not only the the poster. Uh, I never knew there was a music video. I just, I've never seen it. <laughs> what you're describing, I can't wait to watch. But man, and he's being chased by the the mob that was just dancing. Uh, it, it's it makes no sense, but it's on it's on YouTube. Pretty... I just found it. I just found it. Oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to see this. And oh, also, oh, something else I just thought oh. of. The woman, the woman who's in the motel when Fletch is um, on the phone with Larry, yeah, watching uh, the Mr. Potato Head commercial, they use that scene and on the TV put the Harold Faltermeyer video on. You're, yep, you have to watch. You have to watch it. I did that. Just 
that just uh, rung a bell. I apologize, people. I've been sick for the last two weeks, and uh, my memory is like coming and going. But yeah, that just popped into my head. Thank God, uh, because it's a really funny scene, and they should have done a little more of that. That would have been cool. And most of it's actually in black and white. That's right. That's most right. Most of the videos right. in black and white. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. And it's just like cool and slightly cringy at the same time. <laughs> well, a lot of people are probably saying this is about as weird as it gets. No, you're wrong. You still have not seen these Stephanie Mills bit by bit. <laughs> yeah. Video. I don't know what it is about 80s music videos, the art direction, whatever the case would be. Man, these are some weird music videos, to say the least. Well, they just cranked them out. I, I think it was just, I mean, now they're like movie productions. You know, I, it's amazing because the money that they put into music videos today don't even get seen on MTV. Yeah, of course. Um, they get seen on YouTube. But, um, but yeah, I, I think these things were just thrown together um, with very little direction and budget. And, and sometimes it looks like not much thought. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> What could we do? Okay, let's make it black yeah. and white. That'll be kind of cool. We'll put Fault Meyer on the boardwalk with the synthesizers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's 80s, that. 80s music dance break. Yeah, yeah, we got to have mm-hmm. the people in there dancing. Although it's a great theme. I don't see it being a huge club hit unless there was like a remix. Although if you look on YouTube, there are definitely Fletch remixes out there. The Fletch yes. theme remix. You know, it's so funny there, that there you, are mentioned it's not being a huge club hit because believe it or not axel f was a huge club hit oh i could see that yes. yeah yeah it's, it's a perfect one for like break dancing if you think about it axel f anybody that was a club goer in the 80s please fill us in let us know if you ever heard the fletch theme song yeah we i was yeah. still in high school so you weren't quite there yet <laughs> So let's let's talk. Let's let's hear from the man himself. Let's let's hear what Harold Faltermeyer has to say about his his idea and his vision for for the perfect Fletch theme song. And this was a very odd situation because the movie was finished. They had a composer and they had the complete movie finished, mixed, delivered, and the production didn't like it. So they said, "Get rid of the music, get another composer." So they got me in as a composer, and I was left by myself completely throughout the whole production. I didn't see a producer, I didn't see anybody. I just got the tapes, I got the the the, 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 the parts, and I, I, I took the whole stuff back to Germany, actually, to my new build studio, and um, we recorded that all by ourselves, and I delivered the score, and I never heard anything about it. I just delivered it, and I didn't even get a thanks or something. It was just done, signed, sealed, delivered. And um, then I was invited to the premiere. This was man, they, how insulting! <laughs> they did not roll out the red carpet at all for Harold Faltermeyer. Just go home and write the the theme, and didn't get a thanks. It's terrible. But obviously, they liked it well enough to eventually say, "Hey, we want to do a video with you." And <laughs> so maybe that was Without their way doubt. of saying thanks. Now that he mentions like not seeing anybody till the premiere. I guess the music video was done after that. It must you know, have been, not, yeah. yeah. After the movie already came out. It's interesting, though, that there was no input from any producer. Blind trust. So basically, they must have, yeah, they must have thought, hey, what we have is awful. And the only way 
we can go is up on that's this. very true that's a good point right but maybe they also thought and but maybe they also thought hey this guy's got good experience axel f was a huge hit beverly hills cop you know being in that and maybe they just had faith in that whatever he created would be good while Harold Fultemeyer was working on Fletch, he was he had also been contracted to do the score for the movie Top Gun. While he was working on the basketball scene, there was a very funny interaction with Billy Idol, which we'll play for you here. Uh, and, and it'll be interesting for you guys to hear what happened with the basketball dream sequence scene and the where that song scene? eventually went. Let's take a listen. Go for it. The chick scene, yep. And funny enough, the the first the first couple of bars I composed was um, for a total different movie. It was Fletch with a Chevy Chase, and there was a we'll scene. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, there was a scene in the in in in, in Fletch where um, Chevy Chase dreams to be Michael Jordan, the famous basketball player, and he has like the dream sequence, and he dreams because he's this big, big, big uh, star. And I had this da 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 for that very section. And funny enough, we worked in a studio where next door was Billy Idol working on his new album. And Billy came and we are, we are good friends actually. And so, so Billy worked next door and I was playing with, with my thing and Billy took a break back there and passed by my control room and he opened the door and, and, he, and he said, Harold, that's great. That's like Top Gun. You should use it for Top Gun. And he left. I said, you should use it for Top Gun. I'm doing it for Fletch. And then I thought about it. I said, well, it's actually, it would be a really good idea to have it, to have it for Top Gun. So um, I thought about it more and more. And the more I thought about it, the more I knew this is the theme for Top Gun. So I took it off, took it off the movie Fletch because this was just a little scene. I could compose everything for that, you know, which I later on did. Took away the theme and this was Top Gun. And actually... Let's say Billy Idol was somehow the initiator of, of, of that theme uh, for Top Gun. So let me get this straight. For one second, you were writing something for um, a comedian dreaming to score triple doubles. Next thing, you're taking that thing to annihilating Russians in the sky. <laughs> like, um, that's mildly different content. Yeah, you have to be flexible these days, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Would Billy Idol have... Interjected. Had he been in the role of Fletch? That's that's a question. You know, the, I ask. The, now you're creating more homework for yourself, Laker Jim, because you know what the what we're all going to expect from you now. <laughs> hey, how about Fletch? Well, well, what can I say about Fletch? He's been fantastic. He boxes out for us, gets the tough rebounds, and does the tough things that we need to win. It's it's great working with him. I, I don't know where we'd be without him. Let's take a look at the play. He is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. Comes in deep. His club is behind by one point at this stage. Fletch comes in, puts the ball through the lights. What a great play. And he puts it up and in, and the Lakers have the lead. Oh, was that some kind of a play? You know, this pretty kid from the streets of Harlem really creates excitement. $4 million a year, that's true, but he earns every nickel of it. Look how he shakes off four or five defenders with ease. Fletch. It's funny, though. I mean, can you imagine that theme being in that scene? I just couldn't see how it would work regardless. I'm, I'm more excited about thinking about the, the Harold Faltermeyer Fletch theme 
uh, or even get out of town while Tom Cruise is like shooting down Russians. And stuff. Bit by bit, that's just, that's just blowing them away bit by bit. How different the movies could have been had those songs really, crisscrossed exactly. together. Oh yeah, but it would it would be it would be, would be funny to think about. The right soundtrack. Ironically, the right Bob, I don't know if you thought about this, but when we were little kids, who neither one of us could play the piano, Bob could play that that Top Gun riff on the piano, and he used to play it all the time. Remember, Bob? Yeah, I still can. Yeah, yeah, that and uh, a couple other songs. But yeah, that was one of the easy ones to play. So, you know, I'm not too blown away by what Harold Faltermeyer did there. If an 11-year-old kid could figure it out, but no, I'm only kidding. I, I Honestly, it's, it's an iconic song. And, and, and yeah, it, it does fit so well with Top Gun. And, and Billy Idol definitely had the right idea. But yeah, imagine it. Imagine it in that fudge basketball scene. How cool! Now, what what does the what is the song from the basketball scene? Yeah, I, is it I was just like dun, 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 more dun, like, Is it just sort of like a, that kind of a thing? I don't recall much of music going on anyway during that scene. Anyway, you know, it's yeah, it, yeah. The problem is, is that Chick Hearn has such a a great voice, such a polarizing mm-hmm. voice that you're more in tune with listening to Chick Hearn than you are actually listening to, to the music. Yeah. It would have, it would have been a shame to have that just very low in the background of that scene. Yeah. That would have def- definitely been a huge waste for iconic music. Speaking of songs that are named after something from the Fletch movie, the Stephanie Mill song bit by bit is directly taken from a line in Fletch. You see, I have bone cancer. I don't know if you know anything about bone cancer, Mr. Nugent. It's the worst kind you can get. Just eats you up bit by bit. Not only is it bit by bit, the, the title taken from a line from Fletch, in parentheses, it says theme from Fletch, and she specifically mentions Fletch is working overtime in the, in the movie. So we kind of have the trifecta there. think that's my favorite song not not in the movie of all time <laughs> but yeah you know and, and and the lyrics themselves really do show that this was obviously written for the movie she mentions fletch like you said she's talking about uh private investigators she's talking about headlines from, from a newspaper so yeah this is definitely something written for fletch the music video tremendous so everything you want from an 80s music video so weird but but also so many cool uh, little fletch clips in the music video too yeah let's 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 talk about the video yeah i'm actually watching it as we're talking about it and um yeah it bizarre a okay. little strange Good. i don't understand exactly what this yeah yeah wooden yeah. silver yeah for those for those unlucky enough never to seen it so there's there's two kids they look like it might be bruno mars and his twin brother as, as children <laughs> they're, they're in space they're in space suits and they're playing with what looks like to be silver like tinker toys or something like that or yeah wooden blocks it's almost the yeah. blocks 
it's almost the blocks. It's almost the blocks you give kids that to prove that they're not autistic when they have when you tell them to arrange the pattern the same way that your pattern is arranged. Um, that's actually a test that they run for autism. I don't know if that's what's going on here or not. But regardless, kids are playing in a weird. Looks like they're on a spaceship in like a playroom of a spaceship. I think I see stars out the window in the background. They're putting these blocks together, and as they as they pull, they're building a little castle out of blocks. As they're pulling away parts of the castle and looking in. You see inside the castle is none other than Stephanie Mills herself, dancing away in 80s fashion, red dress, looking fantastic, uh, and singing, <laughs> and singing the, 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 the song bit by bit. And it, it goes into her perspective inside of the, the house they're building, and there's all these little odd shapes, these different shapes around her yeah. that make up the walls. And, and all, one of them Rosen, at a time is lighting up yeah. to Mr. Poon or to Fletch himself. It almost, it almost feels yeah. like they're on a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. That's it looks what like it they're must on be, a spaceship. Yeah. And, 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 and also, not just having the little light-up walls light up, and they actually also cut direct scenes from the movie <laughs> into the music video as well. They All, all the different Don Corleone. And, yeah, that's and, one thing I wanted to mention, too, is and it's like in the previous music videos, they mm-hmm. were showing scenes but these scenes actually have the the audio portion to them. So you hear the Fletch lines over the song. Yeah. So now we have three music videos. We have three videos in 1985 probably being played regularly on MTV where you keep seeing Fletch. You keep seeing, you know, you keep seeing uh, clips from the movie. You keep seeing Chevy Chase's face in the music videos. This is huge promotion for this movie. I mean, if you're yeah. watching MTV and you see these three songs, you're going to say to yourself in 1985, I got to go see this movie <laughs> just because just from the advertising alone. I love, I love, 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 love that one of the clips is Fletch walking by with the paper bag and he pops it, he pops the paper bag and, and Jellyfinger and the other doctor drop the, uh, the liver <laughs> or the donut, whatever he drops. <laughs> just yeah. <a> <laughs> just a great video (laughs) and stephanie and stephanie mills had some clout she had some hits prior to this as well um so she was a she was a you know a really good name to add to the soundtrack yeah yeah and i'm curious again if this was a hit if this was out because if you think about it it was Neutron Dance, I think it was from yes. Beverly Hills Cop. That was yep. really another really big song from that soundtrack. Besides Axel F, um, that was a huge song. So I'm curious again if how well it did. So back to work, Bob. Okay, I have the information. Okay, bit by bit, the theme from Fletch by Stephanie Mills peaked at number 78 on the chart. So it, well, so it didn't even high. get into Casey Kasem's top 40 back then. No, wow. no. And it peaked on uh, July 27th, 1985. So the movie had already been out a few months. It was on the charts for six weeks and peaked wow. at number 78. It's such a groovy tune. I'm surprised it didn't do better than it did. I love it. I, I love it too. Love it. I mean, between this and the theme, I think those are probably the two most iconic songs because this song actually opens the movie and then it segues into the theme. If you remember, it was bit by bit over You're right. the credits. Yeah, it was over the credits. And then the theme came in when we fade from black to Fletch walking, walking on the beach. Then the theme kicks in. 
Okay. The it it looks like the theme from Fletch never reached the U.S. charts. Mm-hmm. Axel F. So the theme from Fletch never reached the U.S. charts. No. Axel F. reached number three. Yeah. Right. The charts. That's a damn shame. Damn shame. And I don't think like Get Out of Town or Letter from Both Sides. None Letter of from Both Sides. I can't. Is that that might be the song? I don't, I'm not even sure where that is in the movie. I don't think it is in the movie. Oh, yes, it is in the movie. Okay, I, I, I'm 99 percent okay. sure that song was playing when Fletch was in the rental car in Provo. So I just got some unfortunate information. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. I just found out that the Fletch soundtrack was in fact released the same day. If you if you trust Amazon.com and you find out it was released the same day the movie was released. Well, May 31st, sense. May 31st, 1985. But the what, what what's sad about that is I don't know how well the, the, the soundtrack did, but it, being that we're seeing a lot of these songs not tracking in the top 40. It just feels like it wasn't promoted as, as well as it could have been because you would think that a song like bit by bit would be the number one song in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a damn shame. It wasn't. That's a, that's a crime. Yeah, absolutely. And no one's ever sampled it. you know, so many songs have been sampled and, 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 you know, especially with P Diddy and, 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 and Biggie Smalls, you know, it's a shame they never did Stephanie Mills proud by sampling bit by bit. <laughs> damn shame. Uh, Missed opportunity. We should try to get Stephanie Mills on the show. That's a great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. I bet she'd love to, to talk, talk Fletch with us. But Running for Love has become one of my favorites. Bob didn't know that Running for Love had words. So I'm going to give Bob a little, little Running for Love by John Arnhem. Please do, Betty Lee. Please do. Like the river. Running into the sea, we are one. Life for living, we are running for love. Now, now, now that is that is lovely, but it, they, they don't play the the actual lyrics in the movie, though, right? It's just the they don't. They don't. That, that okay. this song is played while Gail and Fletcher walking on the beach. At right. the end of the yeah, movie. at the end Absolutely. of the movie. The coroner had certified Stanwyck dead, or extremely sleepy, and Chief Carlin was facing twenty years in the funhouse. I decided to accompany Gail to Rio and personally assist her in her grief therapy. On the beach, I explained basketball to her, but she didn't seem to grasp it. When it came to basketball, Gail was a loss. But we had our own version of one-on-one, and she thought I was the bravest man in the world, which, of course, I am. By the way, I charged the entire vacation of Mr. Underhill's American Express card. Want the number? <laughs> and then so. bit by bit kicks in there at the end with the closing right. credits. Right. Yeah, so there's, there's really not much to the soundtrack. There's a couple other other hits. Oh, it's not. There's a couple other tracks. Um, 
you know, that will cover really fast. But I mean, to me, those are the main, those are the main songs of the mm-hmm. movie to me. Let me ask you this for about running for love. Did Harold Faltermeyer, did he do the music to that? No, it's John Farnham well, the is the reason, composer. The only reason I ask is because I, I a quick search online it mentions that there's an also performed by a version of Running for Love by Harold Faltermeyer. Oh. Just curious to see if that's real or if that's just something that is incorrect on the internet. Might be wrong. If it's on the internet, it's true. You know, there's another that's what I've heard. Um Harold Faltermeyer also did Exotic oh. Skates, that theme. Ooh. Yes. When he Baba is, yeah, when he's skating down the beach or down the sidewalk of the beach in his gibbon suit with the beard and the ball. That's a great one. Let's play a little bit of that. That's because when you hear that, you immediately think Fletch like going backwards on his skates and like shaking his oh, yeah. butt. It's so funny. Again, it's hard to hear these songs and just not hear a Chevy voiceover. You know what I mean? It's just right. so perfect. Or picture, you know, Baba Aram on skates shaking his butt, as Jake mentioned. <laughs> and falling, into the, falling into the sand to a dress gummy. <laughs> and Faultmeyer did another track called Diggin' In. And I believe that one played under Chevy when he was in the hospital, I believe looking for Dr. Rosen Rosen and getting into the records room. I'm almost positive that 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 theme was playing during those scenes. Let's take a listen. Yeah, you definitely, definitely both those songs are variations of the Fletch. Well, yeah, Faltermeyer really knows how to cover his ass and manages to get, you know, three or four versions out of one song. Now, here's the thing, too. Just I'm glad I asked that question before about Harold Faltermeyer. So John Farnham, he is credited with the vocals for Running for Love. Instrumental, Instrumental, however, Harold Faltermeyer. Produced oh, by Harold oh, good oh. call. Nice, nice info. Nice. Yeah. You digging yeah. in is what you're doing, like Bob. That. You're digging in. Definitely digging in. You're digging into yeah. the soundtrack. Facts. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at an actual, I don't know if it's a 45 or an actual record, but yeah, the Running for Love instrumental Harold Fultemeyer, two minutes, 44 seconds, produced by Harold Fultemeyer for MCA, MCA LP. Now one soundtrack no. Fletch. Yeah, and now one thing I, I don't want to forget, and Bob just actually texted text it to me. Um, basically, when you compose songs for movies, you basically hand over the rights and everything to the per, you know to the production and to the movie studios, and they own your your songs. Um, so Harold Faltermeyer re-released a best of Harold Faltermeyer, where he recomposed all the songs, all the theme songs that he's famous for. 
the Axel F, the Fletch songs, and the Top Gun songs. And so that's available to purchase. So I would um, I would advise everybody to pick that up because that's the revised, yeah. redone versions, new 2000. I believe it was released in 2016. Yeah, yeah, it is. 2016 version. So a lot of times too, I mean, you you receive the fame that comes with it, but a lot of times you're not paid, you know, on the back end like you should be. So let's support Harold Fultemeyer, um and go out and grab his album. And if you think Fletch lives in that soundtrack, and if you look at it compared to Fletch, if you look at the listings, the Fletch Live soundtrack was pretty much all score. And it was all variations of the Fletch theme. I listened to it recently. It's a short soundtrack. It has been released on CD. In fact, both Fletch and Fletch Live recently. Are, yeah. Are both on CD now. And obviously you can download it too. But I still talk CDs. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even have a CD player in the house anymore. I don't, either. I don't even have a DVD player anymore. <laughs> the Fletch Lives soundtrack, though, is, like I said, pretty much there's no, like, songs in it. It's all orchestra it's all just, or yeah, synthesizer. It's, yeah. It's all kinda, score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess there's no, uh, there's one song I thought, uh, but yeah, no, no lyrics, I guess, is what we're trying to say, right? Because I know, like, when they go on the, when they go on the raccoon hunt, uh, or the coon hunt, they uh, they definitely have a different kind of down south country song that you would never mm-hmm. hear on a Fletch soundtrack. Well, and now Bible you're right. Has- now there is um, now the end song is by um, "Make a Change If You Want" by oh, Zydeco. Um, yes, in credits, Buckwheat Zydeco by Buckwheat Zydeco. There you Buckwheat go, Buckwheat Zydeco. Yeah, and we, he who is a classic. Zydeco artist, but that's a great song. But I don't believe that was on the soundtrack. That was just a song that played at the end of the movie. And doesn't Bible doesn't Bible Land have a uh, have a have a, a, a song in the background to it? Kind of. Mm, a... I think it might just be orchestra. I don't okay. think there's any, right. any lyrics. Hmm. Man, I would love. I would. I would have loved a Jimmy. I would have loved the Jimmy Lee Farnsworth Bible Land intro song, other than cash or check or master or well, Mastercard. That's right. <laughs> that should that, 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 that little uh, check, check that should have got a soundtrack credit. Might be the best song. We'll, in the, we'll, might be the best song in the movie. <laughs> when we do the Fletch Lives episode, we'll uh, we'll spend a little time on the soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's I'm looking at the soundtrack for Fletch Lives now. Again, we don't have to get into this now, but one of the tracks is called Bible Land Mo, Bible Land Model slash Smelly Shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You want to play a cover song? There, there's one there's one guy out there that has a cover song that I absolutely love. It's the, yeah, it's let's the, let's give him some uh let's let's pimp it out. One of my favorite Fletch covers is by a guy named Hason Svason. And this guy does just a really unique version of the Fletch theme. I'm going to play it for you. Oh, you played I'll... this for me once. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, it's really good. Guys, take a listen to this.
Matthias Eklund, and you can find him at Freak Audio Lab on YouTube. The Fletch soundtrack is copyright of MCA Records, and we imply no ownership whatsoever of any of the songs played on this podcast. We were simply sharing them to honor the greatness of the music of Fletch. That about wraps up this special soundtrack edition of the podcast. I'd like to thank Bob and Jake, our co-hosts, and I thought it was fitting that we take you out with the Fletch theme that used to play on the old website when you'd go to it. Yeah, it's like the NES game. Like yeah. the Fletch. That's something we should. Yeah. That's something we should have had. Fletch oh my NES God. game. Oh my god. That I, know. Been I look awesome. at those I look at those pit those uh those things that I made and I'm like, fuck, this should have existed. I know. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're at I am Fletchcast. Please leave us reviews and ratings. Everything you can do helps us improve in the rankings and get our podcast out there. Please tell a Fletch fan. Tell a friend. And call the podcast voicemail. We want to hear from you. The number is 267-714-6799. Now that voicemail is open 24-7. No one answers the phone. Call, leave a voicemail. You screw it up. Hang up. Call again. We'll use the best one. All of the music videos discussed in this podcast are available down below in the show notes. We'll add all the links to everything you need to follow along with the podcast. I got a tape stuck in my VCR, so I'm going to have to run and catch the last 10 minutes of Dynasty. See ya.